0: This is your host of the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast. I'm Leisha Holmes, and I just wanted to say thank you for choosing to listen to our episode. Now, before we start, I would like to thank our sponsors, Hoxo Media and VinCherry. I will explain a bit more about them later on in the episode as to how you, our listener, can benefit from a unique discount by mentioning the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast when you contact them. Now remember to click subscribe as you're listening now to get notified of every new weekly episode of the Recruiter's Recruitment Podcast. Without further ado, let's jump in to the episode. This is Leisha Holmes and I'm your host on the Recruiter's Recruitment Podcast. Thank you so much for choosing to listen to this episode and I expect you've clicked on play because you might be familiar with my next guest whom I'm so fond of I can't even tell you because we got to know each other very well during COVID because he was the backbone to a show that I very proudly did every week with Ian Nolson which was the Recruitment Shining Stars show. So to our wonderful audience this is Stephen O'Donnell and Stephen is the Chief Growth Officer of TA Tech. He is the founder of the incredible Noras which we're going to find out more about and he's also the reason that we celebrate International Recruiters Day. So welcome to you today Stephen how are you?
1: Thank you very much, Alicia. It's a, a great introduction. I'm glorious and uh, I'm really thankful to be here. It's great great to yeah. be here.
0: Well, thank you so much for joining us. And, and like I say, you are somebody that so many people will already be familiar with. But for those who aren't yet familiar, I'm sure that you're going to create yeah. a whole new audience across our global network. So for those who are not yet familiar with what the Nora's actually are, can you just give us a little bit of history and contextualise what, what it actually is and why you did it?
1: Yes, uh, so the National Online Recruitment Awards, you might see a little logo behind me here, the National Online Recruitment Awards was actually born out of a website that I set up in 2000. Before that website, I'd built a, a website for my recruitment agency, Source Selection, and I was so chuffed with it, I'd built this website, and, uh, and I thought, how do I tell everyone about this website for my agency? There must be a database, there must be a directory of all the agencies in the country, And the more I looked, the more I realised there wasn't one. And I thought, well, I'm going to have to do that. So I started a a website called alljobsuk.com, which was essentially uh, a directory of every single agency in the UK and every employer with more than 100 staff and every job board, every publication, basically anywhere that was advertising vacancies so that candidates could find... Uh, uh, either you know a recruitment agency in their sector, in their location, uh, or an individual recruitment consultant with a database of recruitment consultants as well. That didn't go down well with the agency owners. At that time, there was no LinkedIn. So having a list of their staff online, they, they didn't take kindly to of that. But uh, so job boards, agencies, publications, uh, recruiters. Uh, I wanted to publicise the website, All Jobs UK uh, was, the, was the, the website. And I thought it'd be nice to win an award but the next best thing to winning an award is giving out an award so if I give an award for example to Monster they have a big marketing team and I'm sure they would shout about it to the world so I set up the National Online Recruitment Awards and because I didn't know how awards ceremonies and events were supposed to be run I basically made it up from scratch Mm -hmm. so uh, I I didn't know about you know the whole uh, black tie and ball gown type of awards event Uh, so I decided that we'll we'll ask candidates to, uh, to nominate uh, agencies and job boards and publications, uh, uh, the ones that they like best, from their perspective. Uh, we won't ask companies to, to pay to enter. We won't ask companies to give us any evidence on what they do and how they do it. We'll purely judge recruitment websites on what candidates see and what they experience. So when you find a job board uh, you register, you search for vacancies, you make an application, all of those things. So if we, if we can't see it, then we don't judge it. Uh, and we ask candidates for the feedback. So we ask candidates to tell us what they like and what they don't like about recruitment websites. And uh, when we whittle that down to who the finalists are going to be and who the winners are going to be, then these, these will be great sites that will be examples to everyone else of what good looks like. So uh, at that time, in the early 2000s, people were very much just guessing what a good recruitment website could look like and could do and what candidates would want. So we were essentially establishing how we're going to go about things. And whenever sites were doing well, you'd want to throw a spotlight on them and, and say, this works, those other things don't work. So we'd focus on the good, not so much on the bad. And uh, year on year, we would have, uh, have winners that would evolve and get better as time went by. And, and that's happened. And we're now... 22 years later this will be the 22nd one this year uh, and uh, uh, it's become a bit of a, a fixture in the calendar the, the original website all jobs I sold in 2007 uh, but the Noras continues on so uh, so it's, it's 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 a legacy from uh, from way back then
0: it is and I love I love that uh, how um it started really I think I was possibly very grateful to you because when you started your all jobs website I was just starting in like to app so I was probably. <laughs> The one that was yeah. tapping up all those recruiters because, like you say, it was way before LinkedIn was, was even invented, I think. And um, but we no, had I, about twi- well,
1: we had about, about twelve thousand individual recruiters uh, shown on the website, and and I didn't ask anyone's permission to list them. I basically went to the websites of Hayes or Robert Walters or whatever and got the database of uh, of who their recruiters were because I thought that candidates candidates want to know right, if I'm a, an accountant in Manchester or uh, you know an architect in London. Who is the best recruitment consultant in this sector? Uh, it's not. It's not good enough to just go and you know find adverts. I want to find an expert who knows all the best employers and who will get me the best move to my next career. So, not just applying for a job, but finding a great recruiter. And I thought, if we can do that, then we can showcase the best recruiters. They can say, I'm a member of the REC. I work with these types of clients. I specialize in this industry sector and so on and so on. I've I've been a recruiter for, you know, five million years or five minutes. But it was a way of the candidates getting to know the individual recruitment consultants. And as I say, at the time, certainly in 2000 was, you know, the time when agencies didn't even like recruiters to put their name on adverts because they were wary that their competitors would headhunt their staff away from them. In truth, the competitors already knew who their staff were. That's not a secret. What you were doing was keeping it a secret from candidates and candidates absolutely. are the people who want to know. And the best advert for your recruitment agency is the expertise of the recruiters you have under your under your brand.
0: And haven't you just summarised now where the where we're at, which is you mm-hmm. all have the precursor to what LinkedIn and personal branding actually is now, because you're absolutely right. There's this shrouding in secrecy and we're not telling you, you know, we're not reviewing we're not yeah. who our best recruiter. You're absolutely right.
1: I wish I'd invented LinkedIn, though.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was going to say you could have had a very different life, but no, I think I think it's important to sort of see where 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 you've come from and where it's heading to. But I think it's uh, it's very mm. interesting. But I love anything that celebrates great recruitment practice. And I, what I like is that you're putting spotlights on, and you do continue yeah. to put spotlights on best practice, which for me is one of the main reasons I wanted to invite you on stage because yeah, and our audience is about you know looking at if we look at the recruitment market there's so much noise out there but we want these episodes to be where somebody can learn something and whether it's whether you've been in recruitment 20 odd years like me whether you're a newbie starting out with you know 12 months six months whatever experience what are people that are excelling in recruitment doing right now to make themselves the best in their market and it's all about practice for me And, and you know we try and keep it as as Um, I guess generic as possible because I guess there are nuances in each market but so you know if we look at the last couple of years you've had the noise you know obviously a lot of it this is going to be face to face this year presumably it's going to be an in-person event it
1: it was in person in November last year the one before that was virtual uh, and uh, we moved to a new fancier venue so uh, when you get 300 400 professional talkers in one room they will not shut up so it's always a really noisy affen- uh, affair uh, and we have a band on stage people come up and sing with the band and there's a a generous helping of alcohol involved uh, but uh what we don't do at the noras is have the you know the the, the stuffy and each to their own but the, the black tie and ball gown events where you're sitting at a table of 10 and those are the only people you speak to all night what we want is for people to be networking and having fun and you know going away with a lot more contacts than, than they arrived with so the notice is all about celebration and uh and and, and uh having a, a fun time
0: in collaboration that we are going to come back to events a little bit later in the conversation if that's okay so we'll, we'll yeah. def- so if you're interested in knowing more about events then, then stay tuned so just in terms of if you look at the, some of the winners that you've had and obviously we're talking very specifically here about the branding online their website what makes them stand yeah. out at the whole point of the online awards what three things would you recommend recruiters and recruitment leaders are doing right now to stand out in a con- what will be a congested market We briefly interrupt this chat on the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast to introduce to you our partnership with Vincheri, the recruitment operating system. Vincheri is the modern recruitment operating system for recruitment and staffing agencies around the globe. A single tech platform that unifies your CRM, your ATS, your website, candidate and client portals, shift scheduler timesheets, data and analytics and now including video interviewing and outreach all under one roof. This is the reason the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast chose to partner with VinCherry because we want to make the job of a modern recruiter as simple as possible. So if you're looking for a new recruitment CRM to manage your entire operation visit VinCherry.io and remember to mention the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast. Now back to the chat.
1: Uh, it is is it's you could even say it's a frantic market just now because recruitment consultants have much more. Uh, it's not too difficult to pick up vacancies these days put it that way employers are trying to fill jobs hand over fist and there isn't a ready supply of as many candidates as you might expect what we are seeing is that when you advertise on job boards application rates are way down on what they used to be Uh, I think the pandemic to an extent disrupted the pattern of advertising on job boards and getting applications through so candidates are not looking to job boards in the same way as they used to candidate expectations have changed they want to see much more about a job and a vacancy and an employer and the hiring manager and the team they're going to be working with. Uh, than you would typically see in a in a, a regular text based job advert so when you go on to any of the, the, the big regular job boards. Uh, the format of a job advert hasn't really changed that much it's pretty much a big block of text. And uh, if it's from an agency, it doesn't say who the employer is. Uh, if it's from an agency or employer, it doesn't usually say what the salary is. It might be a bit vague on the uh, the, the, the salary, sorry, the, the, the location. And it's often a copy and pasted internal job spec rather than an advert. And an advert should be a compelling uh, piece of information that, that that teases you, that tempts you, that, that persuades you to, uh, to, to respond to it somehow. But if you just list, you know the duties involved in this role then that's not you're not tempting me I, I can't see what's in it for me and candidates are and they know that they are in a position of strength now where they can they can push back and it's not so much that they'll tell you well we don't like job adverts like that mm-hmm. but they tell you with their feet uh you know and they, they, they don't mm-hmm. they don't apply in the volumes that they were before so mm-hmm. uh, much more outreach has to be done to find candidates you need to go to them uh, now From my perspective, I was always the kind of recruiter who, when I had a vacancy to fill, I would go and find the candidates wherever they were. And sometimes that might mean, you know, the the pub just outside the factory. I would go in there and buy drinks and uh, and, and, and network with them. Uh, But I would always find myself going to find candidates as opposed to posting a vacancy and hoping that people would apply. Mm -hmm. A lot of recruiters were... The latter, and uh, and they found that you can't just post, uh, you know, an advert, you know, post and pray. You can't, you can't do that because people are not applying in the same numbers. You need to stimulate response some other way, uh, and I, that that means getting your hands dirty. It means having a, a much more uh, a, a wide uh, approach to, uh, to to a campaign to find candidates for each vacancy. So okay. each vacancy, you'll have a campaign going on, and if you're working in a particular niche, then you need to build up your reputation in your niche for. For being the recruiter of choice for, as I say, accountants in Manchester or architects in London or or or, or wherever, uh, so that the the people in your sector know you, they know your name, and when they want to find uh, a good career move, they know that it's your number they should be calling or, or or emailing.
0: Can I just pick up on that? Because I think yep. you asked me off camera about our audience demographic, and a lot of the feedback I get personally, to mm. thank you, for the, you know for the channel and all the guests that we have on, is from yep. new recruiters. So without being disingenuous, how do you build that kind of reputation when you haven't got the tenure? Yeah, how it yeah. to do authentically?
1: Yeah, well, so t- times are very different to when I started in, in 87, uh, and in, in, in 87, I would often, in speaking with clients, I'd have to tell them what a recruitment consultant consultancy was. And yeah. I would have to sp- explain that, you know, we introduce people, and yeah. if they, you hire them, then you pay us a fee. And it was the same with candidates. You would have to tell them, well, you know, you come, you register with us, and we'll submit you to clients, and, you know, hopefully it all works out. Nowadays, uh, there are many, many more tools that you can use to get your name and reputation out there. Uh, but uh, it can be overwhelming the amount of uh, the amount of uh, tools that, that you can use. The primary the primary place to be, to be honest, for for all recruiters is, uh, and it can differ for the industry sectors. I know that there aren't many truckers on LinkedIn, there aren't many nurses on LinkedIn. But as a recruiter. Uh, the biggest database of recruitment consultants is LinkedIn. Every single recruiter in the world is on LinkedIn. If you are not on LinkedIn, then you're not a recruiter. Uh, that's just the, So if anyone wants to, to find other recruiters, that's where to go. And in, in most industries, that would be the first place to go on. So if you, as an individual recruiter, see that as your home base, uh, where you're, you're showing what you do, uh, what you're specializing in, uh, who you do it with, and so on, and, and you can interact through that, 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 that channel, that path. But as a a recruiter to be known in your industry, then you need to be busy, you need to be uh, building up uh, an awareness amongst the people you want to make an impression on. So if I was on LinkedIn, and I wanted to find clients, uh, then uh, I would not just uh, try and connect with them, but find out what activity they have, if they're posting on things, if they're right. uh, writing articles, if they're commenting on other things. If I comment on their articles, their posts, their, their, their comments, then I'm coming to their attention. So whenever I do then make a, a, a direct approach or try and connect with them, I'm not a stranger anymore. So if I become known in that sector and you have to build up your expertise, you have to build up uh, a, an awareness of what you do and, and where you are and people need a reason uh, to, uh, to to take the time to, uh, to to look at your profile and think yeah it's worthwhile connecting with Stephen O'Donnell he seems to know his stuff you need to say, make yourself useful uh, and of you it used to it used to be and it still is if you want to know more about the industry sector that you're working in speak with as many people as you can so if I had a new recruiter start with me today yeah. then I, I'd i say look well uh, in the olden days, it would just interview as many people as you can. Now, uh, make the connections, have the conversations, speak with people in the industry. Even if there's no actual vacancies going on, just learn from them, absorb all the information. And the more you learn, the more useful you'll be uh, to both candidates and to, uh, to employers, because they're not just looking for a connection to a potential hire. They're looking for someone who knows the industry sector. They need to be able to trust you. And if you know what you're talking about, then they can they can feel confident in sharing more information with you. And that builds up your your, your knowledge base. The more you know, the more use, useful you are.
0: I do, and I do just want to interject it because you never know everything about everything. And even if, mm. you know, somebody like yourself, and I'm a bit of a veteran, I've been in recruitment 24 years, yeah. you never get to know everything about everything. So if you are yeah. just listening to this and you're starting out, or if you're a recruitment leader and you have new people in your business, the way mm. to sort of make yourself credible and have that, instant yeah. grab class is to a employ people who are have a voracious appetite to learn who are yeah. not inquisitive who are not afraid to ask questions if i think back to my yeah. first job in recruitment 24 years ago i knew nothing about engineering and i just picked up the phone because it wasn't the days before linkedin and i literally yeah. asked the questions of the engineers so i didn't sound mm. like an idiot because asking an open-ended question you don't sound like you don't know what you're talking about and you learn yeah. through the questions that you ask You are going to make mistakes. And I think what Stephen has said there is absolutely right. You've got to immerse yourself in your sector, which is why when you're looking at which sector to go into or which sector to hire people into, I think there has to be a natural passion or an interest to really, truly want to be part of something. So I think that's really, really good advice. And I think that will stand the test of time because it's a combination of using personal brand on LinkedIn, because we'll be sharing this on LinkedIn, but also building relationships through phone calls through conversations that you're going to have
1: yeah there's no one extra uh, uh, there's no one personality type for recruitment there are lots of different types of recruiters extroverts introverts and so on but in hiring recruiters I would always look for someone who was extremely curious i'm a born nosy parker i love hearing about people's stories so if i'm interviewing someone i'm genuinely interested because I, I i want to know how did you get to here and where do you plan to go in future and how can i help and it's, it's the same in speaking with employers i'm again i was a recruiter a recruiter in engineering i specialized in plastic injection molding of all things and i was not an engineer and uh, uh if i'm speaking with engineers i i i, I I don't have to become an engineer and be qualified to that level, but I do need to know enough that I can distinguish between one and another. And uh, and and for the most part, people are more than happy to share information with you if you're genuinely curious. Right. Then, ask the right questions. You will get a good answer and 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 pay attention. But yeah, curiosity is the biggest quality I would always look for in uh, in any recru- recruiter.
0: Yeah, I, I th- and you heard it here first. All, I don't think I've ever used that word, heard that word used on this podcast in a hundred odd episodes, and I think oh, it's yeah? actually what we should all be doing: is hiring mm-hmm. curious people. So that will stand the test of time. And like you say, you know, it doesn't matter what your niche is, it doesn't matter what background is, if you're naturally interested and curious about people, that's yeah. how you also make yourself future-proof because if you're likely to get replaced by technology but if you're naturally curious technology will never replace that so I love that Stephen so I want to bring <laughs> back into the conversation something that we parked a few moments ago which was about events yeah. you are the expert mm. and I actually had you ask me I've come I had Louise on Louise Triance came on um sometime. Oh, yeah. so she was you know she's somebody I know that you've wanted many many years for many years so mm. you are very well known within the online um, event space but also in the face-to-face aspect so for people who are listening to this that are either due to attend their first face-to-face recruitment event or Mm -hmm. they are hosting their first maybe online event or or a hybrid. Just talk us through some of the, again, some of the benefits of both face-to-face and then online and what your advice would be of maximizing sort of having an event or being at an event. Okay. So I just wanted to break away from the chat for 60 seconds to talk to you about an issue a lot of agencies are facing right now and what one company Hoxo Media are doing about it. There's a lot of talk about what it takes to be the quote-unquote modern recruiter. Personal branding, building an online presence, finding new and innovative ways to engage the market, whatever your market is. It's an approach most businesses are fumbling around with at the moment, to be honest. Meanwhile, Hoxo have absolutely nailed it. They are arguably the world's foremost marketing agency, dedicated exclusively to the recruitment sector and they've worked out what recruiters need to do to see tangible success through online activity they've developed a proven methodology to follow on linkedin daily to establish you you as the go-to recruiter in your space and drive inbound leads and new business opportunities on a consistent basis now they teach it all to you over an eight-week course in the Hoxham Academy. I actually completed the Hoxo Academy in the very height of COVID and it completely transformed my business. In fact, it paid for itself by the end of week two. The best place to find out more about Hoxo Media is to check out their website, hoxomedia.com, or search for them on LinkedIn and give them a follow. They give away an absolute ton of valuable advice and actionable tips for free. But if and when you're ready to seriously invest in your online brand Give these guys a shout, but make sure to tell them that Leisha from Key Recruitment sent you and just quote the podcast, The Recruiter's Recruitment Podcast, and they'll give you a cheeky discount as well. Not bad, eh? Now, back to the chat.
1: Yeah. Uh, So, as I mentioned before, getting in the space where, where, where candidates or colleagues or competitors are uh, builds up your knowledge of the market sector. So the more that you can meet with people, uh, the more you'll hoover up information that makes you a more useful person. I was at an event yesterday in London, uh, uh, hosted by the firm, uh, the, for- the Forum for In-House Recruitment Managers. So it was all talent acquisition uh, leaders in this room, and uh, each one of them were were, were with you know big uh, brand name co- companies, and there were a clutch of people you know speaking on the industry. So. All the people that I met, and all the people who were speaking, and the, the vendors that were there, added to the the, the ability of me to then speak w- with knowledge on, uh, you know, on on the, well the recruitment sector for me right now. Uh, but if I was a recruiter, then all of those things go into the mix. So whenever you go to an event, even if you're a bit of an introvert, uh, you kind of need to steal yourself and say, right, I'm here for work. I'm here to, uh, to gain more information and to become more useful. So you're not going to do that by standing in the corner. You do have to go and work the room, frankly. Uh, and, uh, and, and it might take a wee, a wee bit of, uh, you know, stealing yourself to go and join in a conversation. There might be a, you know, a clutch of three or four people speaking with each other and you just insert yourself. But, uh, you know, if you do it diplomatically and, and respectfully, then uh, that can be done. But the benefits of it uh, are, are 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 there to be seen. Uh, so in going along to any event, whether it's online or you know physical, then you have a a target in mind uh, of what you want to come away with, and that's mostly it's more information or it's it's leads to be speaking with some of the people that you meet in a more detailed uh, uh, conversation later on about. Uh, might be vacancies, might be candidates uh, for uh, looking for for, for jobs, it might be any number of things. But uh, the the event is not the place necessarily to do deals, but it's to make people that down the line uh, you're going to be useful too, and they're going to be useful. To, they're going to be useful to you. Now, actually, I would put it in that order because in meeting new people you can't be asking for the, for things from them straight away you need to give in order to get so you need to share what you have so you share your expertise and you offer to help them so if they've got uh, something come up uh, that you have a, a experience or knowledge of then you know offer to help in some way uh, in whatever way is going to be helpful and and not necessarily something that you're going to be billing for but you're looking to get involved with what they're what they're doing and become useful to them and when you become useful to them then you're building a relationship so yeah absolutely so uh, in 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 attending events uh, it's important to to realize or to, to to know on your way to the physical event this is what i want to come away with in going to a, 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 an online event there's more that you can do but it's different uh, because of course, if you're if you're uh, attending a, an online seminar and uh, you have speakers on screen giving presentations, then first of all you can be, you know looking up a person on LinkedIn. If there are people in the chat bar, you can you see their name, you can look them up on LinkedIn. You can have a, a chit chat with them on the uh, you know the, the webinar conversation. Uh, you can be conversing with them there, but equally you can send a, a you know connection request to them on LinkedIn. Uh, I saw you on uh, you know conversation at this event. Uh, you know, I thought you had uh, really interesting points to make. And again, what you're doing is is you're you're stimulating a, a new relationship or you're you're building an existing relationship, and all of those things will serve you well as a recruiter.
0: Yeah, no, definitely. And just, just on the introvert versus extrovert in a real life event, speaking as an extrovert, be cautious of Stephen's sort of protocol that this is not an opportunity to go and sell. But for the introverts listening, and I'm very consciously an introverted extrovert, actually, um, there will be other people like you in the room. And there will be other people like you in the room thinking, oh, oh my God, I'm not going to anybody. So my advice is just go and speak to one person. One person, the person you sat next to, just eye contact. You'll have one other person use your body language that is mm-hmm. enough for you then to have somebody to go and yeah. work with. Or if you can go with somebody, you know, you could always invite a client to go with them and you don't
1: feel yeah. overwhelmed. I, I've, I've been at events that uh, I, I had been looking forward to going to, but on the day of it, I've flown down to London, I'm in a room, there are, you know, 100 people there. And sometimes I'm just not feeling it. Sometimes I just don't feel like I can barge in and, and, and take over the content. Because recruiters uh, and people in, you know, the, the, the industries that I've worked in, they're often very competitive speakers. And sometimes you don't want to compete to to top their story or to join in. And you just want someone else to ramble on. And actually being a really good listener Mm -hmm. is an equal part of the conversation. So if you're allowing someone to tell their story, then you're paying them a compliment. You're showing that you're interested. And Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, absolutely. So uh, you don't need to be active in the conversation. Mm -hmm. You just need to be in the conversation.
0: That, and that could be your goal to go and learn something. Yep. Now we can't have a conversation with Stephen O'Donnell and not thank him for creating an event that I can't believe we didn't have before. The Easter <laughs> Day. What day is it? Yeah. I know we've missed it as we record this now, but hopefully it'll be co- it'll come around again. What date is it?
1: It so it's it's the date can float, but it's always the first Thursday in April. So there long as it's not so, so long as it's not the first of April, because we want to avoid that. Uh, <laughs>
0: April for those yeah. for those who are not in the UK, it's April 4th yeah. in the UK yeah. on the first of, so, so so of April. So it's
1: always the first Thursday in April, and it started at a, at a conversation with a friend of mine, uh, Stacey apar who is the most connected woman on LinkedIn. She's connected to more people worldwide than anyone else, uh, and and I I joked with her, oh, what are you doing for? international recruiters day just because it, there seemed to be a day for everything and uh, and she, she took it seriously and she then shared that with her audience which is obviously tens of thousands yeah. so i thought oh no I, i'm gonna have to <laughs> um, i'm gonna have to build a website get the twitter account and uh, and and you know make it happen so so i did and that was i think that was over 10 years ago now so year on year uh, it is to an extent it's a bit of silliness but also you know, as recruiters, we do a serious job uh, and we make a big difference uh, in the world uh, with the people that we can c- connect to candidates and employers and so on. But we needn't take ourselves completely seriously. You know, we want to fun in the job. So uh, on International Recruiters Day, uh, we simply ask for people to, you know, pause for a second and pat themselves in the back and each other for, you know, a job well done, but also... You know, it might be you know having some beers at the end of the day. It might be bringing cakes in today. It might be dressing up as your favourite recruiter from history. Uh, it might be any number of things just to kind of mark. The day.
0: Can you imagine people uh, dressing up as me in the future or you in the future?
1: That's <laughs> that is, isn't it? Start a yeah so so on on recruitersday.com is the website on there you'll see uh, there's a whole load of uh, both silly articles and and really cool videos from important people in the recruitment industry worldwide uh, who have contributed to, uh, to 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 talk about how how their experience in the recruitment industry has been and uh, you know, w- where we are in the world. So, uh, you know, there's, there's, there's people from, there's Anne Swain from APSCO, there's uh, Neil Cabry from the REC, there's a whole load of recruiters from all over the world, and they've either given us articles or dropped in uh, videos. Wow. Uh, and it's, it's really good to know that you're part of a global community. Uh, there are people in Australia, there are people in Thailand, people in, uh, right. in, in South America, who are recruiters just like you. Who are doing pretty much the same thing but with different cultural uh, variations on on how they do it but uh we're all doing this thing at the same time we're putting uh, a candidate a job and an employer together uh, and if we can do those three things then we really add value to, what, to what's going on in business
0: we do and, and you know you, the start of that which is that we do a really important job which you know, that's why we need people like you in the market. And that's why we need International Recruiters Day to remember that we are not here as, we're not just salespeople. We are here to literally change people's lives. What we do isn't life-threatening. We're not surgeons, mm. we're not teachers, we're not doctors, but we create life-changing opportunities for every single person that we represent. And that, whether that's a client or a candidate, all our customers, yeah. basically. And for ourselves, it's a life-changing industry. So I applaud you. I thank you. Thank and you. I love being part of International Women's Day. I, it's, <laughs> International Recruiter's Day. International Recruiter's Day. International Women's Day. So we will continue to celebrate. And I think that all the things that you do for our industry, which I know are above and beyond what you do day to day, you know, it is creating this, I'd like to think external perception that recruitment is an industry that, you know, it's obviously multi, multi-billion dollar industry across the globe. Yeah. You know, we are, as a, a sector, that's a professional services sector, you know, yeah. We, we change people's lives so thank you for doing that Stephen you are an absolute legend and I'm very disappointed that for those watching on YouTube we haven't had a chance to see Little Stephen today is it going to Little call?
1: Stevie I, 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 I,
0: he, I don't know it might, be, it might uh, be too late
1: I'm just going to see if Little Stevie can, can come out to play those uh, those
0: who are, who are still listening or watching if you were oh here he is for Cream and Shining he's on,
1: he's on the table beside me here
0: there he is having a little dance we love it well (laughs) on behalf of the entire recruitment industry thank you for the noras thank you for international recruiters day and thank you for everything that you do to basically promote and ensure that our sector and our industry is continuing to just evolve and have best practice for everybody so thank you so much for joining us on the recruiters recruitment podcast
1: thank you very much it's great to be here